Hi! What's up, everybody? Charles, Daryl, who hit the bell icon so she, he could catch it live from the beginning. Brian, in Texas, we are live. Another Rad Years podcast, everybody. That game at the beginning, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on YouTube, was Mario's Time Machine for NES. One of the last games to come out for it in 19... 19- 94. Squeezer, how are you doing? Oh, how was your holiday? I see you did it. I am fantastic. Oh, Charles, she'll be coming. Uh, I, I'm good, too. How was your, your weekend was good? Your long weekend was good? Yeah. What, one of the yeah, first I, we uh, didn't work in a while. I put, I, put a, I put a... What's that? It was one of the first we haven't worked in a while. Like on, I know. On it was weird. I felt like I hadn't seen you in forever. I, oh, yeah. I, I missed long. you. Yeah. Well, I missed you. You know, I got to Aww, see you. Then. Good. See you in your crunch wrap today. Yeah, yeah. Might be paying for it now. We'll see. Um, we haven't got to the bottom of that. I don't know if you want to work through it on the show with everybody or... No, no, no. Hopefully we don't have to work through it on the show. You know, you just you get older and you, you can't eat like you, like you used to, you know? That's Everyone true. knows where I'm going with that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I probably shouldn't have been eating that, that way you used to for a long time now. <laughs> Probably going back to, oh, I don't know, third grade. At but, least um, you could have gave it up there at Music Fest. Well, that was, remember, that was like, you know what? Why fight it during Music Fest? I'll just enjoy myself, have a couple dozen poutines. And then that Monday, hit the ground running, literally running and exercising and no more. Fu- now nah, we, we're, we're going to get there. Um, uh, once uh, Allentown Fair is over, <laughs> I get through that. Then I'll start working out. Well, the fair's over. Now's your time. Gosh, uh, all right, Mayfair. <laughs> I think now's When's the time that? we both start kicking it up in the high gear. Yeah, each I other agree accountable. with you. I, I agree. Just, I was, I'll, I'll uh, come in and call you a fucking disgusting fuck and you do the same to me. Do it. You have to. You have to. I need I need that negative motive that belligerent I, I pats on the back don't do shit for me because no it's better than a pat on the back a giant bag of wings on the grill and like seven beers at one o'clock in the morning and a vat of blue cheese that's a pat on the back man what's up brother ish in the house um yeah i'll just nice. i'll call you i was gonna call you out for your giant fucking mega size crunch wrap supreme today but it was, it was a uh what the hell they call that thing there the Doug, the wrong Doug, or whatever. That's what they used to call. Uh, no, the. Uh... I don't know. I forgot what they call what, it. What did you get on it? What's your Moe's order on your Crunchwrap Supreme? Uh, uh, rice, beans, pork, queso, and the two different kinds of jalapenos. The pickled and the non-pickled. Yeah, they kind of look at me like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> and they're like, "Is that enough?" I'm like, "No." Do you get shredded cheese? Yes. And queso. Yeah, it, well, yeah. I mean, it's two different textures. <laughs> it's true. Uh, 
Uh, what veggies besides <laughs> jalapenos? Pork is a veggie, so technically right? Fruit. Sometimes I do sautéed onions. <laughs> and then I get salsa to dip my chips in. That's like a veg. That's like a uh, a blended up veggie, right? Let, uh, lettuce? That one's nah, like it's just hot, hot lettuce. No, that's, that, you know, how that goes. No, yeah, okay. All right, all right. Don't could jump down my throat. Sour Sour cream? No, I'm not a sour cream fan, really. Oh, yeah. I don't, you don't like cream cheese and sour cream. Two of the best no, dairies. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. No. Unless I see it come out of a Taco Bell cock gun, I don't, I'm, I'm not having it. I think they actually use a spoon there, and I just find that they repulsive. Do. Yeah, uh, I know. It should come out of a cock gun, really. Cock gun. Daryl says uh, a spoonful of raw honey. I, You know what? I got to get back into that. I was doing that. And I, I agree with you. Um, you know what's and I better, like it, too. You I know like honey. better with a spoonful of raw honey? Some fried chicken to dip it in. That is also very true. I can't deny that. Yes, a spoonful of raw honey does tide over that craving. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, a couple. As you stand there. With that holding that bag of leftovers and you're just eating a chicken wing out of the bag as a like do you get where do you get the bag of fried chicken from like the grocery store? Oh, it's not a bag of fried chicken. Yeah, we usually get like the the grocery store one because it's just as good. Uh, mm. I mean, no, it's not just as good, but uh, I mean Popeyes and I think I looked for Uncle Bex because he's not supposed to be having salt, and there's over a thousand milligrams of sodium in one chick fried chicken breast from the KFC. Ah, oh, hell, really? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, you got to start being mean to me. Yeah, that's the only way. Just so we could uh, keep you around longer, Squeezer. No, no, I want to stay around longer. It's me, and I just I want I don't have to keep buying bigger and bigger pants. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, I could I could do that, but you got to do that. And I don't I don't want to like huff and puff when I'm trying to chase the kids around. You know, that's the big thing. You Mm -hmm. know, it's for them. You know. What were you down to uh, during the spring when you were when you were working your your butt off? Uh. Not weight wise, but like size. Like, you can you give us a quantification? uh, Smaller. Okay, I'm right back to where I started. Uh, all that, all that hard work, to shit. But I like doing it. It's just you got to get that first, uh, you know, kick in the ass going. And once you do, uh, then you're good. So no water bottles or sweatpants for you. Just like shame. Yeah, yeah. I don't need. Although I, my, I did toss my water bottle. But um, yes, what? shame will work. You tossed your water bottle. Yeah. Why? It, uh, I forgot about it in my truck, and it got weird and funky in there. You clean it! And it was like, ah, uh, no, nah, there was some shit that I tried cleaning out, and I can't get it out. Hmm. I mean, I didn't toss it, toss it. It's sitting there. It, it's meant to miss squeezer and insists I get rid of it, because it's going to kill me, but... You know, I soaked it in dishwash. vinegar for, like, three days. Mm, oh, gee. What'd you have in there? Oh, good just job. water. 66 pounds since the end of May. You just had water in there, and it got funky? Yeah, it got really weird. You're nothing else. I don't think so. There's no way water could just get that funky. No. It's really <laughs> hot. 
Uh, yeah, but that doesn't make water. I funky. have hard water. It's probably a little. Uh, yeah, it's just minerals, though. It's probably it's probably just backwash of fried chicken or something. <laughs> uh, Daryl said he had three of the chicken sandwiches from Taco Bell. They're not chicken sandwiches. They're chicken sandwich tacos. <laughs> and I heard they are small. They're getting it. Everyone's in on this chicken sandwich game. That that Chick-fil-A is still the king of, in my opinion. Yeah. Pull from the mic squeezer when you're sipping those beers. Sorry. That's coffee. Or sip oh, coffee's even worse. Um because I got because I go. Oh yeah, you really say that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I know when Chick uh, Popeyes introduced a chicken sandwich, that started a shit shit storm of of uh, a fight, uh, and everyone was up for the fight because at the time, um, what do you, what, what, you got your French press out there? What are you doing? Are you percolator? What's going on over there? Sorry, continue. <laughs> I'm just saying the chicken sandwich wars. Oh, hold on. Who's this here? Oh, boy. Here we go. Do you want to talk chicken sandwiches? Oh, my goodness. When I used to make chicken sandwiches for my little squeezer, he was he was Atkins back then. It was a hot thing. So I would just, you know, give him the chicken patties. I'd make a tray of them and, you know, I'd just, you know, toss the buns and just give him the patties. Oh, he had my buns. He didn't need any buns for his chicken patties. But they weren't really, like, chicken sandwiches. It was, like... Form chicken, if you know what I mean. Oh, Squeezer, do you remember all the chicken sandwiches we ate in high school? They were so I, I delicious. Did. You know, Betty, now that I think about it. My name changes every week. It's I, know, I have I a know. long name with lots of pots to it. <laughs> uh, I also picture you having a lot of last names. Like you had like seven different husbands. They all died. Uh, None of yeah. them live up to you. Uh, from just cholesterol. Um, I think I... I in this day and age, I think it's fair for me to not take any responsibility for myself whatsoever and put the blame solely on you for something that happened 30 years ago. How dare you speak of it in such raw tones? My goodness, those were some of the best years of your life and mine. So I took a few years off of your life. They were the good, the best years of your life that you lit wasted. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just so verklempt and, oh, I'm getting the vapors. You're just, you're just fattening me up. I might pass out. It's not like I was trying to plump you up to eat you, Squeezer. I just like them big so I could pinch those nice cute cheeks on yours and say, did you eat my sandwiches, Squeezer? And you just look up with a mouthful of sandwich and say, yes, and I'd just be, oh, so excited. I'd have to go to the bathroom and relieve myself. Not urination, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. We we all we all know what you mean. So. Anyway, I just thought back in the day, I didn't think that. Yeah, his his sandwiches didn't need any pickles. I made them perfect. They needed nothing. I just gave him a tub of mayonnaise to dip them in. <laughs> Anyways, I gotta go. I'll talk to everyone later. I'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye, handsome. Bye, dickhead. But, but, is that aw. me? Am I the dickhead? God. <laughs> You'd think she'd like me. I let her on the show. I give her airtime. I give her a platform to profess her love for you. 
<laughs> kudos for you, Squeezer, interacting with my caricature. Thanks, Daryl. You're getting better the, at it. The best I can do. Oh, so um, that being said, and what we've got is uh, I could pick on you for that. Oh, I had some things I wanted to talk about. What if, Squeezer, have you been keeping up with what if? No. Today was probably the best one. Uh, today was the zombie one. It was really good. I, I saw the pictures. I'm like, that looks really cool. And I'm just kind of just up. No, I'll just binge them. Um, so I won't spoil that. We saw Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings at the drive-in of Friday. What did you think? Fucking loved it. It is so good. Awesome. So well done. Kudos to them for making such a great movie. And, and, and you know, I know it's not the... It, it deserves to make $2 billion, but it's just the wrong time. It's COVID times. Um and to give them props for taking a risk on that experiment. Are you being sarcastic? Well, no, I'm mocking the Disney executive that was given shit for saying that. I don't think he was saying about race. I think he was referring uh-huh. to who the... I mean, Shang-Chi... First of all, there it's barely a Shang-Chi comic book story. They took... They essentially retconned... It's true, a true MCU story. There's very little of the comic book background into it. And what they did with the Mandarin and how it relates to Iron Man 3 is fucking genius. Like, seriously, oh, cool. great shit. And I So lo- it, it clearly is part of the world and ties in. It's not just the... Uh... Oh, my God. It ties into the That's MCU beautiful. better than a lot of MCU movies tie into the MCU. Nice. It is right in there with it, and it's it's a great movie. It's really fun. It's beautiful. It's like a live action Studio Ghibli movie. I I liked it so much, and I'm not trying to say one Asian thing is another Asian thing. It's just like the the story and beauty behind it are very much. Um, I don't know. Very. I loved it. I I really did. I loved it a lot. And then we also watched Raya and the Last Dragon. Have you seen that yet? Uh, th- you know what. I didn't. The kids just watched it uh, yesterday, and they absolutely loved it. They sh- that was really fucking good. Like another really well done um, Disney movie. And it wasn't a musical. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Mrs. Squeezer pointed out that it was the first uh, like non musical Disney movie that they actually saw, uh, sat through. Everything else has a damn song in it. Yeah, this this didn't have a single song, and it was it was a very adult, and it was very deep and sentimental, and it was really really good, um, really and, well. Uh, I guess Boss Baby, but that, well, like it's, we said, Disney movies, yeah. but that's the only one that I could think of that doesn't have a damn song, unless you know, Blackbird counts. <laughs> um, but yes, uh. Yeah, we I enjoyed both of those movies. Uh, we also, I, I think I talked last week. We did I tell you we yeah we did the whole Matt Damon podcast, so we don't need to go into that again. Um, Triple H. This week is the Ben Affleck podcast. This week. Oh yeah, we could. Triple H uh, had a cardiac event. Apparently, he underwent a successful procedure last week at Yale New Haven Hospital. 
And the episode was caused by a genetic heart issue, and he's expected to make a full recovery. Oh, good. Like one of those like hole in the heart kind of things? Or... I thought it was a joke. I thought it, I was going to click it and be like, while watching AEW's All In, Triple H suffers cardiac event. Oh. And you know what? I don't know. I don't follow it well enough to know. I know you were you were going all, all fucking I'm, I'm in the midst of watching it now. Dick into um, it, but through loopholes i don't give a flying fuck about cm punk i never watched him for wwf so he's not my sorry he's not my cup of tea i think edge coming out to the brood intro is way cooler than anything they're doing over there but fine i like i I think it's good i guess it probably only make vince do better having good competition so everyone's i hope so i don't want to see them go anywhere wwf isn't going anywhere no (laughs) nowhere no, they're still making buku bucks. It's just buku bucks. It, it it ebbs and flows. You know, it's like you you have your uh, your highs and then your new generation and then your highs. <laughs> um, I only say that because I know how much you love it. I do love the new generation. Um. Anyway, uh, so I promised we would talk about a Halloween, uh, upcoming Halloween shows, and I am. Disney Plus announced their Hollow Stream. Uh, Boo releases, which I guess are new releases. Uh, October 1st, Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Um, on October 8th, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Ooh, is it, uh... On Disney Plus? Yeah, these are all Disney Plus. So, is it a, is it at a Muppet Babies or no, an actual Muppet show? Muppets, I think. Oh, cool. Uh, Under Wraps 2021, whatever the fuck that is. And Just Beyond, original series premiere, all episodes, is on October 13th. And then Creepy Classics are Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, The Haunted Mansion, Frankenweenie, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, the Adventures of Ichapod and Mr. Toad, Zombies, Halloween Town, Twitches, Girl vs. Monster, Mom's Got a Day with a Vampire, Don't Look Under the Bed, Phantom of the Megaplex, this one's scary, Mr. Boogity, Ah, So Weird, and Vi- Vampirina, and then Shocking Shorts, Toy Story of Terror, Lonesome Ghosts, and Trick or Treat, and then Further Frights. Toy Story of Terror is pretty good. Further Frights is Gravity Falls, Gargoyles, and The Simpsons, Triasses of Terror, 1 through 30. Um, and then Haunting Episodes. Oh, yeah, a great... I, I, I said this when I saw it. Like This is going to go down as like an all-time great Halloween episode. The WandaVision's all-new Halloween Spooktacular episode. Ah, yes. Set to Malcolm in the Middle. That was, one of, that was probably my favorite episode of the series. Marvel's What If Zombies that came out today. The Muppet Show with Vincent Price. Yes. Behind the Attraction, Haunted Mansion. Hannah Montana, Torn Between Two Hannahs. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Ghost of 613. All right, the rest of these seem pretty fucking stupid. But <laughs> but yeah, that's what I promised, right, Squeezer? Yeah. yeah nothing else. I kid, I kid. Oh, I thought we were laying out our Halloween. We are. We are. That's what I was getting at. Oh, okay. Because I have a pen. I'm ready to write it down. 
All right. So our Halloween season officially starts on Wednesday, October 6th, Squeezer. Oh, man. We're like we're losing like a whole week. Well, the 29th is still September. Yeah, I know. I know. So the 6th. So the first Fucking episode calendars. of Halloween is Halloween Commercials Part 3. We've done Halloween Commercials Part 1, Halloween Commercials Part 2. This is Part 3. Okay, you writing it down? It's written down. Commercials Part 3. October 13th. Ooh, right the 13th. after Indigenous Peoples 13th. Day is uh, Retro Horror Movies too. We haven't done one of these since our first year of Halloween. We haven't talked horror movies. And I know you're a scaredy cat. So, I'll find a way to make it work. Yeah. Uh, on Halloween, on October twentieth, that's a TVA. I'm keeping it close to the vest. Oh. And then well, finally, I know. maybe, maybe not. Finally, on the twenty seventh. Am I supposed to? Okay. Leading up right to Halloween is our trick or treat grab bag twenty twenty one. But those are our Halloween episode squeezer speaking of halloween we had a bit of a scare today oh poor little schmuffin oh no uh actually fulkerson's asking about it right now um so this morning i woke up and schmuffin is in my office like and just like staring at the ground so i picked her up like a little baby how she likes and she was purring, and then, like, her mouth opened, and, like, some drool came out. So I sat her down, and then she, like, puked up, and I thought it was just a hairball. So I went and got my monster and everything, and I went to get the stuff to clean it up. And I come up, and she's still sitting over. I'm like, you okay, Schmuffin? So I pick her up, and I take her into her bed, and but she moves off, and she's just laying there, like, looking like, I don't know, she's not looking good. So I text Enchantress, and I'm like, I don't think Schmuffin's okay. And I stay with her. I fed her. She ate some. Uh... And then I just was watching her, and then I put the, one of the wise cameras on her and went to work. And then Enchantress got home, and she was worried it could be something with her kidneys, which apparently is really bad in cats. So we had to rush her to the rush animal ER that's right down the street from us, next to the beer distributor. Mm-hmm. They're open mm-hmm. from 6 to 12. It's pretty smart. Like 6 p.m.? So we were like the second yeah, person Yeah, not in. those shady-ass banker hours. Yeah. Um, and they took her and she's not, her kidneys are fine. Her blood work's fine. She has some like tooth issues. So you might, she might have a toothache and there might be an inner ear infection, um, which is causing her to just not be okay. You know, it's a little sick she feels. So she's, Mm -hmm. she's zonked out. They gave her a IV like fluids and then, um, some medicine and we had to give her a whole bunch of medicine. We got home and she's in the, she's in the bedroom sleeping it off. I believe Enchantress put she's got more drugs in her than a a Wall Street broker in the 80s. Ah, yeah, back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Oozing from the ceiling. So, yes, she is. She's sick, but she'll be okay, which is good. She is old. Wish the the little thing the best, okay? She's 11. She's only like 7.2 pounds right now. 72 pounds for a cat? 7.2, 7. Squeezer. 
Oh, oh okay. I'm like, that's yeah. like a mountain lion. She's not being fed by your lunch lady. Oh. <laughs> hey. Yeah, oh yeah. What you need, Muffin, is a Slim Jim. I see you want it. You got lust in your eyes. Sorry, something made me want to <laughs> burst out into Macho Man. Nonetheless, we are um, we are talking 1994, and it's September, Squeezer, and it's it's week two of 94. Last week we talked television. This week we are talking movies, and I believe you went first last week, right? I think so. Yes, because you went last. Uh huh. So I go first this week with my first movie that I saw. In 19, this one I definitely saw in 1994 in the movie theater. Three doctors pushing the boundaries of medical science this could really work. Yes, have achieved this can't be happening. The inconceivable. What's going on? I'm pregnant. Oh my god, this gets out. The life is over. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, Emma Thompson. You and your baby are university property now. Stop, can't allow it. He's in a very delicate condition. No, I'm not. An Ivan Reitman film, rated PG-13. Special sneak preview Friday and Saturday night. What happens, Squeezer, when you take the team behind one of the best, funniest movies ever? Ivan Reitman, Danny mm-hmm. DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You team them with Emma Thompson, and you make Arnold Schwarzenegger pregnant. <laughs> In my mind... That is comedic gold. This came out near the end of 1994. Um, when they could not keep Lion King out of theaters, for fuck's sake. It just kept coming yeah, back was... and back and back and back. Uh, we went to see this at the Tillman 8, uh, our movie theater. My dad took me and just missed was... <laughs> oh, This is clearly your, uh, your dad. Uh, all over it do you want to go see junior yeah now uh this came out we went thanksgiving weekend uh i forget what my brother was doing uh let me get let me go to my creepy book that creeps you out so much and uh was he listening to a police scanner so i was in seventh grade okay this was this was after uh Right before I got kicked out of St. Francis. So we probably went to, um, we probably, my mom was probably getting ready for the church bazaar they'd have. It was like a Christmas bazaar. I think mm-hmm. my brother was helping her with that and my, she just had my sister everywhere. So my dad and I were on our own. So I think his, we were like, he knew I liked seeing movies. My dad liked seeing bad comedies. So it was. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go see. Uh, Junior, the, the the same guy who did the twins. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. So, um, Alex Hesse's an obviously an Austrian American scientist who undergoes a male pregnancy. <laughs> he takes a newly developed drug, expectin'. How did I get pregnant? <laughs> How's my Arnold doing? It's uh, it's there. Mm. Um, and I don't know why. Like, 
Like you got Arnold Schwarzenegger and his OBGYN colleague Larry Arbogast is Danny DeVito. And they invent the drug expecting to reduce the chances of a miscarriage, but it's unapproved by the FDA. Um, just, just like the vaccine is unapproved by the FDA. This vaccine is turning people into horses, which why they're prescribing a vector or whatever the fuck that is to dewarm you. Once you become a horse from taking the vaccine, people wake up. <laughs> um, they, they can't test the drug to continue their research. So, uh, they just, I guess, um, they decide to give it to Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I, I was trying to read here. I don't remember how he got pregnant because I saw this as a kid. It looks like Emma Thompson donated her ovum from the ovum cryogenics department. Uh... Uh, I, somehow he gets he gets pregnant. <laughs> uh, honestly, that's not the primary concern, right? Like, just get him pregnant, and then we can have fun with it. Yeah, hijinks ensue. <laughs> of course, uh, they have to do a cesarean section on him because he has no way else to deliver this baby. Hold, I don't know. I don't know. Know. That thing is probably so feet. big, he can probably pass a baby through the end of it. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll pass it. I'll do the hole in my penis. <laughs> um, Redden is pregnant with her second child. I I, I don't know. It's hard to follow. It's, um, but it was funny, and my dad and I liked it. It wasn't as good as. Uh, twins, and it was originally developed under the title Oh Baby, <laughs> which might have been better than Junior. Yeah, but then it would just sound dirty. It's like, hey, Dad, let's go see Oh Baby. Or Arnold, tr- Arnold promoting Oh Baby on a morning show. Um, That's true. It's called Oh Baby. I get pregnant. <laughs> Come see it. Yeah, I- I'm, well, I'm sure he said Oh Baby a lot to the maid. Yeah. Well, he was becoming now better known for comedies than he was action movies because Twins grossed $217 million worldwide. Kindergarten Cop grossed $202 million worldwide. So they were like, oh, um, this is going to make a fucking killing. And it did not perform well. <laughs> it uh, opened at $60 million. Oh no! I'm sorry. It opened at 37 million, half its budget of 60 million, and only grossed 108 million worldwide. It was lambasted by critics, except for. Uh... Well, I mean, you saw that coming, right? Right. Well, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel gave it two thumbs up. He was Roger Ebert was a fan, giving it three and a half out of four stars, maintaining. Wow. I know this sounds odd. But Schwarzenegger is perfect for the role. Observe his careful acting carefully in Junior. You'll see skills that many serious actors cannot envy. Ebert and his partner Gene Siskel gave the films two thumbs up. I liked it. I had fun. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's like almost like sometimes critics just, and I'll get to this on my pick, Poo-poo they just movies. can't get past the premise. Yeah. 
Like, if it just sounds dumb, they don't want to hear it, and they're like, nah, forget it. It's true. It sucks. All right. Uh, and that's Junior out in November of 1994. Squeezer, your first pick. He's smart. Dennis Wozniak, Binary Pines computer camp. He's tough. Dad was right, Major Savage. I am scum. He's slim. Diets don't work. Chocolate cake works. He's weird. <laughs> He's a camp counselor who's about to give these kids the greatest summer vacation any kid ever had. He's my role model. That's what! Ah! It's brilliant. It's deranged. Attack! It's funny, raised the New York Times. Dennis, what happened? Complimentary hot wax. Get ready for sheer high spirits, says the L.A. Daily News. Don't worry, Mom. Mikey, we, we won't be playing, playing and New York Newsday calls it tailor-made for Christopher Lloyd's campy comedy style. Are we going to spend the whole show listening to this? It's the wildest. It's a short trailer. It's only like a minute. Wackiest. But you can... We all know what it is. Most outrageous comedy of the year. Because I've picked it before. It's not the most outrageous comedy of the year. I'm, I'm pretty sure Arnold Schwarzenegger Pregnant is more outrageous. available on video. Rated P. Uh, Camp Nowhere. Yeah, I know I've talked about this before, but uh, Mrs. Squeezer brought it up, and I had to roll with it. And everyone loves the story of me and my mental health issues and depression that came with this movie. So uh, uh, why see, not bring I, it back? I don't up? remember your mental health issues. Oh, um, my uh, is my strange and, and constant fear of dying alone that stemmed from this film. Oh, right. You did talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So at the end it of the movie, even pouring. like the nerd is it pouring in your house, by the way. Is it really? I'm it down is, in my little. Oh, yeah, it's fucking pouring. You, I'm sorry. Keep going. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, so all even the nerd kids and the quote unquote fat girl, um, who by the way is just a healthy looking young woman, um, but I guess yeah, it's '94, so she's considered obese back then. Um, uh. Yeah, everyone in the movie finds love at the end over the course of, like, a week. So, I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm behind the ball here. I should be one of these kids. And I don't understand how script writing works. I just assume that they all fell in love, and I didn't. And now I'm walking out of the theater in the back of my head thinking, I am going to die alone. It's a healthy uh, assessment for an 11-year-old. Man, you were, like, way beyond your, like, me. I was just like, huh, fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I was there, too. But uh, there's that little thing of just the, the built-in um, expectation you, of failure and can you, can you hear mediocrity. This? Just, can you hear how the... hard is fucking raining? I think I hear it through your mic. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Ooh, little thunder. Ooh, na 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 na. Thunder. Uh, anywho, it stars the ever busy, especially in 1994, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, he put out one, two, three, one, two, three, four. 
Four movies in 94. That's coming off of three movies. This guy did not stop working. I'm like 80, was one 88. Of them, um, was one of them uh, an Adam's Family movie? Uh, so Adam's Family was 91. But what about Valiant? But he did. Uh, so in 91, he did Suburban Commando and Adam's Family. 93 was Adam's Family Values, Dennis the Menace, and 20 Bucks. I don't remember what the hell that was. Mm-mm. 94, yeah, another one of my picks, uh, Camp Nowhere, uh, Radio Land Murders, and The Page Master. Hmm. Uh, 95, Mr. Payback, uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Do you ever see that one? Nope. Uh, that's, like, this is when it started, like, you started doing weird stuff and... A lot of these things don't even have links as I read them. Um, and then he was in that Baby Genius movie, which I didn't realize how cheap-looking that was. Like, uh, like the budget was like it's like it was shot with a budget like a high school project. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but anyway, he's—I think he's great in it. This movie gets a lot of shit from critics because, again, the premise is dumb. The idea, it's not, I won't say it's dumb, but it's silly. Um, and they kind of go off in these little tangents, um, much much like we do. Uh, but they just, it's, the premise is what sells it to you as a kid. It's what you want to do. That's like, this is like the, a dream come true. Is to run your own summer camp. And if anything, the lesson learned here is you should have just let the kids do it because... They're much more intelligent and did everything you wanted them to do in pulling the wool over your eyes and being deceiving little shits to their parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this also marks, we were talking last week about Jessica Alba and her debut uh, in three episodes of The Secret World of Alex Mack. This was her big screen debut in that same year. So, yeah, she was busy. She was busy. Yeah. Um... Look, it's not. It's not the. It's not a work of art, but here's the thing: it's fun. As a kid, it was a lot of fun, with the exception of you know the ever writing fear of dying alone. Um, Hmm. But I watched it. I don't know. It was probably within the last year. Whenever I talked about it last, um, I watched it in full. It's on uh, Disney Plus, and. Yeah, you can. It's it's enjoyable. It's a fun. Mo- I I think it's for slightly older kids. Um, is it in Disney Plus? No, it's not Disney Plus. It's uh. Who the hell has it now? It might have been. Camp nowhere. Yeah, I could have just streaming. But uh, Disney Plus. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. See, see what happens. See what happens. I question myself, and I'm just I'm tied to failure. This. You're a failure. Yep. Yeah. It just thanks Camp Nowhere. Um. I do like that movie though. <clears throat> I Even though it does bring back the. And and now and now that I have a loving family, I I can enjoy it just a little bit more. You'll you'll never be alone again, ever. I'll never be. I ever. Never, never die ever. alone. 
You can't even use the bathroom alone. <laughs> nope. Here is my next pick. Are you a serial killer? Oh, honey. Serial Mom is genuinely funny, says People Magazine. Is your wife mental? Uproarious raves Rolling Stone. Cookie? Utterly contagious, says USA Today. It's been a crazy day, hasn't it? The LA Times calls Kathleen Turner furiously funny. And the New York Times agrees it's a warmly funny movie even a mother could love. Serial ah! Mom, rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. I, I know. Hey, hey, babe, I got a great idea for the TV spot. Let's go bad to the bone, because this babe is bad to the bone, babe. That's the the, the movie exec. <laughs> Explaining why they use bad to the bone. Could have been the movie. Uh, I don't know. My mom made us watch this so many times. We first watched it in the summer of 94 on HBO in our hotel room at the beach. It came out a small re-release in April of 94. Uh, the Cannes Film Festival, I believe. Squeezer, we know what the Cannes Film Festival is. Uh, yeah. Um, features editor Paul Willstein of uh, The Morning Call said, In Serial Mom, Walder Waters has his cake and eats it too, as this is probably one of his most uh, mainstream movies, I guess you could say. Uh, this came out um right around uh April let's see here I'm getting to it so this had a lot of good movies out with it and okay you're thinking probably thinking like why are you guys talking about these movies like there were so many better movies in 1994 yes we'll talk about them we've talked about them before we'll talk about them again this is just Five movie, ten movies we saw in 1994 or around 19. That that was that was definitely a catch. Yeah. So because there are even some like like Street Fighter, but I know I didn't see it in 94 just yet. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, well, no, I saw I saw so many movies on uh um pay per view because we had read free open pay per view squeezer. It was tough That's to true. figure out when I saw it, so I, I did a lot mm -hmm. of like squeezer research. I'm trying to figure out. Sorry, Squeezer. You're a sweet boy. <laughs> Don't kill me like cereal, mom. Um. Oh, it's like that. I thought she was actually like a breakfast cereal. <laughs> no, she was a serial killer. So he oh, he says, fine. for those wary of political correct, politically correct, there's cereal mom. It's funny. Like we talk about everyone being PC so much now. But PCU came out around this month in uh, uh, it was in theaters with being human, clean slate, three ninjas kickback with honors, PCU, no escape, four weddings and a funeral, major league two, mighty ducks two, Schindler's list. And at the second run theater was sister act two, grumpy old men and Ace Ventura pet detective. At the drive-in, they're doing Philadelphia and guarding Tess at Shankweiler's. It was still April, so I think they play adult movies before school lets out. And Becky's Wait, had... so all those people that live there, you're just watching porn in their front yard? 
Who? Oh. Shankweilers. Oh, I see what you did there. What? I said adult movies. I mean, meant Philadelphia and Guardians. Oh, Guys. oh, sorry. I because I know. The, I thought no, because no. You told me never, no. Becky's was Becky's, like that. You Shankweiler. I don't have any definitive proof of that, but you told me that. My dad would tell me that they would sneak through the woods to, and my mom would talk about it too. So, Becky's Drive-In was a porn drive-in. They were showing D two and Sister Act two, which um, could be porn titles. Man, it is fucking storming. God, god damn. Uh, this movie wasn't. Sorry. My mom was obsessed with fucking horror movies, so she made us watch this. And it's uh, Kathleen Turner plays a mom who is also a serial killer and kills anybody who has the slightest um, malfeasance towards her family. She represents. Ah. She gets arrested, represents herself at the end, and she manages to, to use her smarts to get herself off. Uh, and what the fuck was going on? The final was funny she's acquitted of all charges and she's so pissed at this particular juror who's wearing white shoes after labor day so once <laughs> once the trial's over she follows her to a payphone and fatally strikes her with the receiver and yeah that's a movie that my mom made us watch <laughs> What was it rated? Was it rated R? Uh, it had or? to be rated R. It had to be rated R. Like it wasn't like gruesome, right? Like or mm, or was no, it? No, no. But it was John Waters directed it. Yeah. I mean, and he's fucking John Waters has some gruesome ass movies. Uh, Pink flamingos. Hold on. Serial Mom rating. Serial Mom MPA. You have to do MPA rating. You'll get like it's Rotten Tomatoes rating. R. Huh. Yeah, my mom didn't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> she wanted to watch it. We were all in the same <laughs> shitty motel room in Rehoboth Beach. I remember it distinctively. We were at the Oceanus. The hotel room had two beds. And the TV was on the right side by the bed my mom and dad were in. And she wanted to watch, and it was free HBO, and she wanted to watch this when we got back. And I was sleeping on the floor. No, Chris was sleeping on the floor. I had the bed that Lisa was all supposed to be sleeping in, but Lisa was just in the, in the bed with my mom. And I think my dad wound up sleeping in the same, in the bed with me, and Lisa just stayed with her, uh, my mom because, oh, yep, uh, we could fart in over here, right? And we'll be all right. <laughs> In the middle of the night, you hear my dad. <laughs> and I'd answer backwards. <laughs> Couple of tutors in the bed. Oh. But yeah. Um, uh, nothing to breathe right, Strip. It's not going to help down there. Yeah, we weren't snorers. We didn't snore, but <laughs> we are wicked sleep farters. Allowed to, not smelly, you know, not silent but deadly. But 
I mean, it sounds like a, a 80s car with a bad exhaust. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know the good one. <laughs> you woke your mother up. Thanks, Dad. I'm going to go down to the see, your, your sheets just start floating up like an elementary school when you'd have, like, the... the... Jeffrey, go, Jeffrey go sleep with Ryan. The two down. of you can fart all night together. Uh, thanks, Dad. I'm going down to the vending machine to get some more chips. Oh, get me barbecue. <laughs> Here's the dollar. <laughs> See if there's any Eagle snack mix in there. Yeah, Jeffrey and I, um, as, as much as him and Chris had like the same like passions in life and they're very similar, I'm unfortunately Jeffrey's son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we like a bad movie and we like we like junk food chips like we don't need to eat like meals jeffrey and i well he he might have changed now but back in the day him and i could survive on a bag of eagle snack mix <laughs> oh man all right moving on squeeze air your next pet Disney Pictures, when these angels meet a real angel, no one can see me but you. Amazing things start to happen. Unbelievable! How do you do that? It must have been those chili dogs that ate before the end. This summer, there's magic in the air. And angels in the outfield. Rated PG. Starts Friday, July 15th at a theater near you. Good movie. Yeah. It was... Well, it depends who you talk to again. I, I, more and more, I'm like, man, critics suck. Yes, they do. Um, yeah, I, I, I adore this movie. And it is the perfect movie. Like, when they say, like, you know, family, kid kind of movie, like, this is this is it. You know, it's like all goodwill and happy and there's no... You know, there's a little bit of uh, a drama, but nothing too much to get worked up over. And there's really nothing on the line other than winning a baseball game. You know, and I guess two kids, you know, being yanked out of foster care and perhaps being lost in the system that sends them down a spiraling uh, path of doom and destruction. And all but... this was doing was Disney profiting off the Anaheim sports teams they bought. Yes. Yeah, actually... Uh, this was right before they bought the Angels uh, and became a major shareholder. But uh, Walt Disney was on the board, I think, since day one, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so sure, that was I'm the only sure board he sat on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, he's just trying to. It's like. Oh, they're Disney. Golden Talk. Welcome to tonight's uh, meeting. I'm pissing off a lot of Disney nerds right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they like to think that one didn't happen. Yeah. Um, he was immaculate. Yeah, another another Christopher Lloyd. Um, I mean, he was hot at the time. Coming off Adam's family. And uh, I'm sure he was making bank. And it probably wasn't a hell of a lot of work. Speaking of Christopher um, Lloyd, did you see the promo for the live action rick and morty i don't know what they're oh, gonna I, do with it i loved it what a trooper oh geez rick 
like that that's got to be a uh, a feather in your cap that you yeah he's just down for whatever he's just lord he's like i'm the sure he's just man. having he's having fun yeah it's good for him i didn't see the claymation one yet i i saw it pop up when i was watching uh one of my other picks i didn't get a chance to watch it before the show they did a claymation uh, yes, teaser yes, too yes 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 uh, so, you got, uh, it's actually a really huge cast, uh, and even bigger in hindsight, because you got, you got Danny Glover, you got, uh, uh, Tony Danza, and, uh, like, uh, Christopher Lloyd, you got a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. who is just kind of starting was, out, he had was one, he, in Third Rock he was in, like, two yet? movies before this, and had, uh, was he uh, in Third Rock from the Sun yet? Uh, no, no, this was very early on. Yeah, but this he was, was only like his third. He was he was in Third Rock from the Sun very early on. Yeah, but Third Rock from the Sun didn't start until this is gonna one of those things that blows my mind that that came on much earlier than I thought. When did Third Rock from the Sun come on? Third Rock from the Sun, ninety six. Ah, okay. He was yeah. still like a baby so, yeah, in this, that. Yeah, he was a, he was a little baby in this. He was in Roseanne, um, I remember George. This was he was in Roseanne after Angel in the Outfield. Holy matrimony! Yeah. I saw that movie when I probably shouldn't have. Um, yeah, he's in the sweet little movie, and then he goes on to do uh, Don John. That's way later. Well, yeah. But I think Tony Danza was in that too. Um, you have three Academy Award winners in this movie. Uh, Brenda Fricker, who plays Maggie, she uh, at the time I think had already won hers. But two of your baseball players, a um, one Adrian Brody would go on to win an Academy Award for uh, his little piano movie. And then, um, all right, all right, all right, Mr. All uh, Matthew right, McConaughey. Right. And only, you know what um, I love about high school girls? I keep getting older and they stay the same age. All right, <laughs> hey, squeezer. You know what I like about your lunch lady? She keeps getting older, but you keep eating the same old shit. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. Just keep living, man. That's what I say. Uh, it's funny. This is, uh, like, you would think as, like, a baseball player in a movie where it's really not about the baseball players. This is coming right off of Days and Confused. But it's only his, like, third movie. Like, so he did, like, one that's, like, a nothing. Then he, like, comes right up with Days and Confused and Angels in the Outfield. And then, you know, he's making, uh, car commercials. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, Dermot Mulroney's in it too. Um, but yeah, and then of course, then yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt goes on to be a movie star in his own right too. Because why wouldn't I, Matthew McConaughey, go ice fishing in my Lincoln Navigator? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, sadly, you'd think like, oh, this was a monster hit because I'm sure all of us saw it, but uh, it only opened at uh, number four 
for its week. Well, it came out against uh, True Lies Ooh. in the same week. And I, I think a lot of that had to do with You know, I saw True, True Lies in the theater. I really? Think we talked about it, yeah. My friends, my friend Will, his dad took me and him to the second run at Plaza at the Whitehall Mall to see True Lies in the theater. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, you were probably rooching in your seat, weren't you? During one scene, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that was, got, I don't even think that was R. That was PG-13, right? Oh, it was R. It was R for cursing. It was R. It was pretty, yeah. But that's that's um, that's a PG-13 movie. There's some pretty decent violence in there. Smacks the two dogs' heads together. Um, but uh, so True Lies uh, debuted with it, and that was a monster that weekend. Uh, Forrest Gump, of course, was in its second whoa, week. Whoa, 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 What? I'm just mentioning things. Jesus, okay. relax. All right. All right. Um, I mean, you already blew up some of mine. I let it fly. Well, see, that's the difference. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then um the lion you didn't pick lion king did you no um i even have it in my note to cross out and not mention that movie but i blew right over it <laughs> um uh lion king sadly was in its you were talking earlier how it was a monster it's in its fifth week and at number three beat out angels in the outfield at number four doubling it's profits. Angels in the Outfield made eight million its opening weekend. Lion King made sixteen million in week five. Disney was kind of just cannibalizing itself. They're just throwing shit at the wall all summer long and just making bank. Well, you know what? The way she goes, Bob. Yeah. Well, that's what they they kept doing it, and they're like, because back then they're like. You know that Star Wars thing that's about to get really hot right about now? We're going to buy that in 20 years. Like, all right, well, let's start doing uh, Angels in the Outfield and making remakes. You knew it was a remake, right? No. Oh, yeah, the original came out in, like, the 50s. And uh, there was no, like, actual angels. Like, you never saw them. You, like I think you heard one at the end of the movie once, but it was always like implied, like there's like a like a feather or you know some kind of like a breeze or like oh that the angels are there, and it was also the Pittsburgh Pirates, not the well because the angels didn't exist at the time, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Other than that, sharing the title and the general concept of uh. There was a sequel like with Christopher Angels Lloyd. helping baseball. Was he in it? Yeah, Angels in the End Zone. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, also, much different than the 50s movie, there was no little white boy and little black boy living in the same uh, foster home together. <laughs> and there sure as hell wasn't a uh, manager of color as well. So, yeah, it's a little different. Well, it's different. Yeah. Uh, it just makes you want to stand there and look silly flapping your angel wings in the stands, doesn't it? Yeah. We really could have used their help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even tonight when they lost to the sure. fucking Brewers again, 3-4. Uh, 
Billy's in the I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When we're there working, can I just stand behind my camera and just flap my angel wings and see if anything happens? Yes, please. Maybe it's over in under three and a half hours. Oh, all right. We uh, to keep this podcast under three and a half hours. Let's move on to my next pick. We will flap our angel wings. Ever since he was a boy, Forrest Gump had no idea where he was headed. Are you stupid or something? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. But wherever he went, go! Yes! Opportunity followed. Paramount Pictures presents Tom Hanks. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Forrest Gump, rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, July 6th at theaters everywhere. Life was like a box. Jenny and May was like peas and carrots. She just started praying. I just felt like running. Guess where my parents took me for my 12th birthday in 1994? Uh, was it to see Forrest Gump? Yes. This came out on uh, July 6th, which was a Wednesday. Because of the July 4th weekend. Oh, okay. Somehow. I don't know. They used to release movies randomly. Weird logic. but What do you fuck it? Well, now monster movies do come out on a Wednesday. We saw it Saturday, I believe. So the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. Yeah, we saw it on my birthday. Uh, Or no, no. Maybe we saw it Friday night. No, we did see it on my birthday. We saw it on my birthday. And then we went to the beach that next week. Uh, and I, I loved fucking Forrest Gump. I thought it was such a great movie. I, I we What you'll learn from this, Squeezer, is we went to the movies a lot. <laughs> it was like one of the cheapest ways to go out. You know. Yeah. Um, playing with it was The Lion King, obviously. Um... We saw it. At a- it makes sense though when when I learned that I never realized that uh, the uh, General Cinemas what uh, was a second run Plaza Plaza or the Plaza yeah yes. the Plaza well yeah just same thing but that the Plaza was second run yeah because it right. makes sense now why I was there so much yes because it was hella cheaper than going across the street. Plaza had D2 and Naked Gun 33 and a third by July. Hmm. Forrest Gump made a shitload of money. Forrest Gump was groundbreaking in cinema. Forrest Gump was a movie that they almost didn't get to make. And um, Rob Zemeckis and uh, Tom Hanks had to take money, like back end points and off their salary to get this movie made and to make it right. They just they really just, like because the, the studios didn't have any faith in it. They just kept trying to fuck it up, you know, yeah. like studios do. Now that's the kind of movie if you presented it to them, they would jump at it. I don't even know because well, because you know this movie's proven that it would work, but yeah, but it's proven it. So, but before that, nothing proved it. Yeah. What I did yes. learn was that 1994 squeezer. Clams were big in the Lehigh Valley. I'm looking at the morning call, July 6th. Yeah, they were. Uh, if you would go to 
B&G Station every Wednesday night was clam and jam night. Steam clams, 95 cents a dozen, serving 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Live WZZO DJs, 9 p.m. till midnight. Um, Kern's Restaurant. No, no, they didn't have a clam special. Uh, Stanley's, Stanley's Cellarette on Hanover Avenue had a spaghetti plate. Yep. With salad roll, two ninety five. All you can eat spaghetti, three seventy five. Meatball sandwich, two twenty five. Or one dozen clams, two seventy five. I'd rather go get the ninety five cent dozen. Ooh, that's pricey. Yeah. Stanley's, um, what are you doing? The Brass Ring Saloon Squeezer, Seventeenth and Liberty Streets at the fairgrounds. All day Wednesday, Little Neck clams, two twenty five a dozen. That sounds a little bit better. Karaoke every Wednesday, Casablanca Lounge with Joey Calaruso. Come in and be a star. Sing-off contest starting in September. Um, Ooh, you see a pine crest in there? That was my jam. I'll get there. Okay, sorry. I got excited. Ooh, I got some thunder. Thunder! Um, what else? I just saw so many fucking clams. It's like, Jesus, man. Oh, here's one. Uh, the Ramada Inn at Route 22 of MacArthur Road's Outback Cafe invites you to the Lehigh Valley's largest poolside happy hour. Mug and clam night, 99 cents per order every Friday. You got a mug of beer and some amount of clams for 99 cents every Friday. Damn, I wish I was still there. Friday, fabulous free buffet. DJ MC Jeff Michaels. Psychic Perry B will read your cards and tell your future. Play volleyball or swim in our Blue Lagoon pool. Outback Cafe every Friday. The Leah Valley's largest poolside happy hour. 99 cent mug and clam night. 99 cents per order every Friday. Damn, it was happening. Man, I wish I was partying up back then. I mean, I was having fun just... I just couldn't believe like every single ad was hawking clams. Yeah. Well, that's I. That's all I did. My dad would drag me from bar to bar, and I would eat clams while he just drank his little tiny glasses of beer. <laughs> I don't see any others. Um, I'm looking for you, handsome. Here's a Lenko ad, four days only. Twelve pack of Pepsi, three ninety nine. Now we're into the comics. Pathmark. And what deals you get a Pathmark squeezer, Purdue oven stuffer roaster, sixty nine cents a pound. Brawny three pack towels, two for two forty nine squeezer. It feels like things. Ooh, that's a good deal. Didn't change. Wise potato chips, sixty nine cents. Hatfield pork roll, one forty nine. What do you think? Armor bacon, two for two ninety nine. That's cheap. Two pounds of armor bacon for two ninety nine. That's really cheap. Pepsi or Diet Pepsi or Diet Pepsi, Pepsi or Crystal Pepsi. Two liters or two for 99 cents. Yeah, Pathmark. Back in July of 94. But yes, everyone knows what a landmark movie and how good Forrest Gump was. 
we saw in the theater in 1994. And then at the beach, my mom would get frustrated with me because I just walked around quoting it constantly and doing my Forrest Gump impression. I'd be like, Jenny, life is like a box of chocolates. Me and Jenny was like plays and carrots. <laughs> she was like, Ryan, shut up or we're never seeing another movie again. I didn't, but we did. All right. Moving on to Squeezers next. Ah. Is this because of what day it is today? What? What's that? Your next pick. Is there a special day today that I am not aware of? I mean, yes, of course it Apparently is. Apparently it's Star Trek uh, Day. Hang on. Brian, how close are you guys to Coatesville? Coatesville is like, eh, like a little over an hour. Well, it depends who's driving. It's a little over an hour if I'm driving. It's a little under an hour if RK is driving. <laughs> and... Uh, then uh, that, that's basically I, I just call that Philly. Yes, it's like it, but like South Philly, like Chester. Um, all right, yeah, it's star, it's apparently Star Trek day today, Squeezer. Oh, well, well I am a horrible uh, Star Trek fan. I am a horrible Star, star Trek, fan. Trek day, and why is it? Uh, and oh, let me guess. NCs one September eighth. That doesn't make any sense. Honoring the cult TV series that debuted on this day in nineteen sixty six. Oh, see, I would have gone with. Uh... I didn't get that. Could you try again? Fuck <laughs> off, Siri. I'm not talking to you. But yes, it's Star Trek Day apparently today. I don't know. Here's your next pick. Paramount Pictures invites you to leap into the future of adventure. Red alert! All hands to battle stations, got the Picard to the bridge! Travel to the limits of time and space as the next generation of heroes <laughs> takes you beyond the final frontier. Make it quick! Let's try and cheat death together. Warp one, engage! Yes! Star Trek Generations. Special preview Thursday, November 17th. Regular engagement starts Friday, November 18th. I thought you seriously, when I saw all the Star Trek Day shit today, I was like, oh, that's why I picked it. Uh, it didn't even occur to me. Because mm. I wasn't an original series fan anyway, so they can, you know, people can hate on me for that. Yeah, I liked, I was a next generation kid. You were the new generation, I was the next generation. Okay. Um, this was the, this was an event. This was, this was a big deal. And it was a big deal because the studio wanted to make it a big deal. Um, this was the, the the crossover event of the Star Trek uh, franchise, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the original series ran back in the day. And then, then they made all these movies. And they, the movies made fucking bank. Uh, and then since the movies were making money, they started the next generation back in 87. And that ran from 87 to 94. And I actually, um, one of my picks from last week was going to be that last episode, but I'm pretty sure I talked about it once before. Uh, so we'll go with the movie instead because after the series got canceled, it was still doing well, but uh, they canceled the series. And uh, at that point, then they eventually green greenlit a feature film based off the next generation but the old movies were still like fresh in people's mind because it had only been four years 
so meanwhile, while Star Trek Next Generation, I are you asleep yet? <laughs> Almost. While that's st- while that's going on on TV, the movies that are in theaters, there are two movies that were in theaters that were like with like Kirk and shit. Um, I think it was uh, no, it wasn't Voyage Home. But then Undiscovered Country came out in 91. It was only three years, I think. So, like, 91, and then, like, three years later was the next generation. That was the big crossover one. And the idea was they wanted to bring the two crews together and find a way to make them fight bad guys or whatever. Basically, the studio had all these points that they wanted uh, Ron Moore, uh, who would go on to create Battlestar Galactica, and... uh, uh, Brandon Braga and uh, Rick Berman to hit all these points. That basically, they wanted a studio film for themselves. And so they did it. And it was a little convoluted. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. And spoilers, in the end, uh, Kirk was going to die. And... Uh, they wanted to get all the people to sign on, all the original cast. Most of them didn't. They're like, no, if we're going to do this, I want to be in a part of the movie. I just don't want to be a cheap cameo. Um, Scotty and Chekhov were the only two to sign on mm. uh, for those said cameos. Kirk came on board because uh, uh, William Shatner actually played like a big role in the film. Uh, like he He... Quote unquote dies early on and then comes back after riding a horse. And it's my understanding that the whole reason that he was riding a horse is because he wanted to ride a horse. So, like, okay, William Shatner can ride a horse. So they, you know, found a way to rope that in. They, so they originally wanted um, Spock, <clears throat> Leonard Nimoy, they wanted him on board. Uh, and they wanted him both as Spock, and they wanted him to direct, because he had directed all the successful Star Trek films that made a shit ton of money and were like had good reviews were Leonard Nimoy's. And he took one look at the script, and he's like, I hate this, I want nothing to do with this, and my character's uh, lines can be read by anybody. And in fact, they were. They were just read by someone else. Um... And he, there was a big falling out with him and Rick Berman, and I guess they never talked even Who's after Rick that. Berman? And he wanted nothing to do with Star Trek for some time until he came back in with the J.J. Uh, Abrams Who's Rick uh, Berman? reboot. Uh, he was a producer on oh. Star Trek. Yeah. Goddamn, pal. Yeah. Pronouns, pal. Goddamn. Uh, all right. Um, but me, personally, I still, as convoluted as the plot was and as weak as a villain... As um, Malcolm McDowell was, like it, it felt weird. Like it, it really did feel like it was just a bigger episode of uh, the series, mm-hmm. like one of those like two episode cliffhangers. Like clearly, like Best of Both Worlds actually probably would have made a better like big budget movie than uh, Next and uh, Generations. Irregardless. Irregardless. Uh, Irregardless, it did spawn a shit ton of merchandise, uh, books, video games, um, 
plenty of action figures. I had all the action figures. I had the playset. Believe it or not, it, playing Star Trek is so much fun um, with action figures. Uh, somewhere, I got my Geordi lying around here somewhere, but uh, he's pretty sweet. Um, but the one note that comes with this, it was really cool, is this was the first movie to have its own website. Yeah, yeah, fun little. So if if you ever if you're ever in the trivia thing at a bar somewhere, and you're answering dumb questions, what was the first movie to ever have its own promotional website? Star Trek Generations, 1994. Critics hated it. I loved it. Well, god damn. <clears throat> Shall we move on? Get, get well, this do you want do you want me to continue to overwhelm you with Star Trek? I mean, uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, so we'll move on to my next pick. Without a doubt, the most intelligent, enlightening motion picture experience of a lifetime. Good day, mate. I laughed till I stopped. A movie filled with actors, scenery, and talking. See it with someone who knows how to get to the theater. Dance to the beat of a different drummer boy. Provocative, compelling, and other big words. I got worms. Movies come and go, but this one's here right now. Dumb and Dumber. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, December 16th. Movies come and go, but this one's here right now. Ah... Right, this is the movie we saw. Um, my dad and brother and I we went to see this before. I think during Christmas break, before I went after I get kicked out of Catholic school and before I went into uh, um, before I went to uh, Parkland Squeezer Public School. Dumb and Dumber. The movie reviews from Newhouse News Service. Bob Campbell. Dumb and Dumber takes its humor low and lower. The triumphantly obnoxious Dumb and Dumber marks the latest advance to the rear and the career of Jim Carrey. An unstoppable clown whose humor is not just in your face, but down your throat. You know, I heard today Howard Stern talk. Howard's back from his summer vacation, which also, like, people give him so much shit. Like, people take off in the summer all the time. He's guys like 70 yeah, years old. Like every late night show does. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Let him go. Um, Ramshot. If I found out that, uh, that, uh, um, what the fuck is his name? Mork from Mork. Robin Williams was like super jealous of of Jim Carrey. He's like, why would people hire me to do what I do when he does what I do? Like he was very jealous. Um, Ramshackle and Reckless, sometimes surprisingly funny and often stunningly vulgar, Dumb and Dumber brings a touch of Three Stooges into the road buddy movie genre. It also brings bathroom humor to a level once unimaginable outside the funkiest underground films. The budget for bodily fluids must have been substantial. Parents beware, if your kids must go to this movie, beg them not to bring their humor home. My dad did not (laughs) read this. Oh, that came... It didn't necessarily go home, but it went right to school. Yeah. Here's a line. Of course, the 12-year-old boys will be in the aisles, and everything considered Dumb and Dumber is considerably less hostile and nasty than Carrie's debut opus, Ace Ventura, Peck Detective. Uh, we saw it at AMC. I mean, how could you fucking not love this movie? It's fucking hysterical. Like, I, I saw the prequel. I never saw the sequel, Squeezer. I didn't see either. I was playing at Tillman 8. 
uh, probably want to see the five o'clock two seventy five feature. So for f five bucks or like t under ten dollars, me and my dad and brother got to see it. And I just remember laughing hysterically the whole time. Just when I think you can't get any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. Still going to Aspen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> great movie. Uh, great way to spend your Christmas break. I'm sure my mom was like, get the kids out of the fucking house. My dad's like, oh, I'll take them to see Dumb and Dumber. Perfect. What do you think? Cindy. Yeah, it, it's it's up there. Is it like top ten, like most quotable, quoted? You Ooh. know, especially for us. I hate this dump. Our pets' heads are. We lost our jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> all right, all right, calm down. Swanee, Swomi, Swanny. Swan, 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 Swan. Samsonite. Swan. Swanson? Swanson? Oh, it's right here on the, uh, on the luggage. Samsonite. Samsonite. I was way off. Uh, it took me a while before I got that one as a kid because, you know, I'm not quite aware of luggage. Yeah. There's a lot of... Um, the, wi the Winer Diner 69er. Or let me guess, your dad explained that one to you right then and there. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't. But <laughs> it's cool. I want to go someplace warm, a place where the beer flows like wine, where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm talking about a little place called Aspen. <laughs> I'm talking someplace warm. Oh no! <laughs> or he goes, I don't know, Lloyd. The French are assholes. <laughs> Oh no, I know what you're doing. What? What? I know Mary, she'll invite us right in for tea and strumpets. <laughs> Such a great movie. When when um he puts the X X lax in uh, Harry's coffee or the drink mm -hmm. or whatever, and then he's shitting the house. Classic. That face. Yeah. Jeff Daniels, yeah. such a professional. Like I saw him on stage, <laughs> yes. fucking five feet from me. I was it wasn't even social distancing, and To Kill a Mockingbird, playing um, Atticus Finch, like in all seriousness, uh, like act acting. And I'm like, this guy was fucking Harry Chris or Harry Dunn. <laughs> He's making making cross sides while shitting on the like toilet, shitting his fucking brains out. Uh, foot long, who's got the foot long? That was like my favorite line when I was a kid. Uh, my, my, juice. Mine, <laughs> mine isn't I even that. Am I groom them? <laughs> it's the little blind kid with Petey. Petey. Pretty, pretty bird. bird. Pretty <laughs> I sold some stuff. Sold what? Yeah, some baseball cards, Andy, Jacks, Petey. Petey, <laughs> our dead bird. I know you remember uh, Lloyd, but his head was off. I took care of it. How did you take care of it? I said I took care of it. <laughs> Pretty bird. Pretty bird. <laughs> I probably butchered those lines, but. Oh, you're pretty damn close. So great. Where'd you get the money for that? <laughs> hey, big gulps. Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Some people just aren't cut out for the road. And I just want to go. Not that I need to, because we basically just did it now, but I want to go back and rewatch Dumb and Dumber. I thought the Rocky Mountains would be a whole lot rockier. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Denver Denver's was full of shit. shit. <laughs> Squeezer, don't step over <laughs> me when I'm quoting Dumb and Dumber. Uh, it's fine. No, we're working on it together, right? There's a uh, give and take here, right? I can do it. Uh, you got any more? No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Here, Squeezer, get your tissues out. I mean, you did, you did, uh, um, you had a, that was one of your Halloween costumes one year, too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. How many did that inspire, really? Yeah, right. What if he shot you in the face? Yeah, what if he shot me in the face? That was a risk we were willing to take. <laughs> It's great because it's the only sensical thing he says in the entire movie. He goes, they give me this bulletproof vest and everything. Well, what if he shot you in the face? Yeah, what if he shot me in the face? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great line. (laughs) All right, here's your next pick. From Walt Disney Pictures, Preston Waters just took three crooks for one million dollars. Yeah! Now he's teaching them that crime doesn't pay. That must hurt! Disney's Blank Check, rated PG, sneak February 5th and 6th. From Walt Disney Pictures, this morning, Preston Waters got something. What about my bike? Give that check to your dad, he'll know what to do with it. That's going to change his life. Blank Check. Yeah! Now he's buying more stuff. You have a house. Meeting more women. Baby brother comes into his own. And stopping three crooks. What a gift, you kid! From taking all of his money. That must hurt. Disney's Blank Check, rated PG. Sneak preview tomorrow. It's like this kid was me and chose Macintosh as his name. Yeah. Um, computer. I, I. Again, this is another. Well, it's more Disney. Because, of course, I'm 11, and so this is what I'm going to see when I'm watching movies in 94. And, again, they had plans to buy Star Wars 20 years from then. So they were just churning stuff out. And, uh, again, we'll go back to uh, the critics, absolutely. I'll go back and read some of their comments because they look like idiots reviewing this movie in the way that they do. Look, this, again... This isn't a masterpiece. It's a fun, silly kid movie. And it's exactly what it is. Yes, it's absurd. I love this movie. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's everything you always wanted to do. Yep. It, it's just... It, it, it's that... It, it's that opportunity to live vicariously through the screen for an hour and a half. And I think the problem is, too, it gets a lot of comparisons to Home Alone. Um... And just the independent kid doing what he wants to do. And also, uh, the end is a little silly the way he takes out the bad guys a la Home Alone as well in a much more absurd manner, too. Right. But, again, irregardless. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a fun movie to watch. Like I'm One guy's review... This movie just makes no real logistical sense. No shit. No shit. It's, it's for kids. It's it's out of control. The characters are weird. Yeah, it's a kids movie. It's supposed Tone Loke is in it. Right. 
Was nobody in the entire world thrown off by a little kid with disposable income spending crazy cash? They explain it. Did you not watch the movie? It wasn't his cash. It was Mr. Uh, McIntosh's. He worked for him. You might be saying, why is a kid working for Mr. McIntosh? Well, he explained that because Mr. McIntosh is an old man now and didn't have much of a childhood, so he wants this kid to enjoy it. See? Everything does make sense. As dumb as it sounds, they found a way to make sense. Even the scene where he gets the money. It's brilliant. It's not just like he went to the bank and cashed a check and that was it. No. Like, he was like a money mule. Mm-hmm. And even the banker's like, this is brilliant. This guy is so ruthless. He used a little kid. Mm-hmm. And the exchange back and forth makes sense. It's actually really good writing when trying to make something like this work. Give it more credit. I'm sorry. These people that try to give it a bad review because it's not fucking Adrian Brony's Brony, Brody Piano. By the way, he was in a really he was in Predator too, so there he should take his Oscar away too. Um sorry. I get really passionate about these things. I can't believe the kid Maybe. spent all the all the million dollars but and was like at the end didn't have three hundred thirty he had like what, three hundred bucks left or something like that? So I, I as I'm watching it, I'm like so he already spends a quarter of it on the house. Mm-hmm. He buys that mansion for uh, actually it's even more. He buy he spends three hundred thousand on the house alone, mm-hmm. uh, and plus closing costs, so it's even more. But then you see all the trucks showing up, all the shit comes in, and then then there's they're assembling the water slide. I think the water slide alone is going to put him over budget. If there's anything that's not believable, it's that he bought all that shit with a million dollars. It's the million dollars is what a kid thinks you can buy with a million dollars. Not what you can really buy with a million dollars. It's adorable. But there's lessons there. You know, there's lessons about, you know, heartbreak and, <clears throat> uh, you know, fitting in and and who your friends are and, and the idea of uh, materialism and... Oh, as soon as the money wasn't there, the party was over and everyone's just, you know, taking their presents back. And, you know, because it was all about the money. Mm-hmm. It really showed him who his friends were. The limo driver that went out to buy him a giant bucket of ice cream. Um, you know, he was he was his friend, you know. Right. Uh, it was. If you needed to show someone, though, what a 90s movie could look like, like if you're like, hey, what were the 90s like? Show them blank check. There's no less than three montages in the film. Uh, there's one in particular that looks like a Lee Jeans commercial. Uh, and someone, someone found the snap zoom. It, om- it almost looks like a Parm was WWE DP. product now. They had Parm as their DP. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole time I'm watching, I was like, oh, it's like Parm is shooting a concert mm-hmm. right now. Just snapping in and out on random things for no reason whatsoever. Um, again, yeah, it's yeah. The premise is, is silly, but you know, it I is. It. It, there's no, there's no way it, it cost uh, 
that he was able to buy that what that water slide was probably a million right there. I always thought of it as like the toy run, but in a movie. You know, yeah, yeah. it's just you just live vicariously through it. Mm-hmm. And not to mention also getting kissed by a Chanel model. Right. Which is a thing, I guess. Yeah, there's uh, a petition he, I, I just saw to get get it removed from the movie. Problematic, yeah, they the, call it. People are upset at Disney. Fucking How dare idiots. you. My God, people are fucking stupid. So I went back and watched the movie in context. And if anything is awkward, it's the date scene itself is awkward. I Then I saw the kiss. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Probably inappropriate for a grown woman to do that, but uh, like if I was like if it were me, I would have gone peck on the cheek. It would have made it a little more innocent. Maybe they did that, but then the kid's like, you know what? Let's do another take. But she's gonna kiss me on the lips now. Is that okay? I'm like, all right, well, we'll do it. All right, we'll keep that one. Mm-hmm. That works. Because if that were me, yeah, smooch me. Right. They're like, that was. Oh God! I just it's just there was a whole movie. Called fucking Lolita, you dipshits. Yes. It's fucking... It's not art, but it's it's a movie. No. Fucking hard candy. Ugh. I'm playing blank check to hard candy. But the, the creepiest thing, though, and no one caught this, so they looked at the kiss, and then, by the way, they cut off it in like a split second. And you could tell the intent was there that she was like, Oh, this is a little crush thing. I'll give him a little piece and like he'll move on. Although I'm sure now that no girl in his life is ever going to compare to that, and he's mm-hmm. going to just bury himself deep down. I'm sure it's going to fuck him up psychologically, mm-hmm. but uh, you know. it's going to. It also, he's got built-in Spankadex material for life. Oh yeah, you just go. You back. know the yeah. first thing. You know he got into his room at the end of the movie, and his family's standing in there with the birthday cake, and he's like, "Fuck." I had plans. <laughs> um, no, the creepiest thing to come out of all this is after the, or is it before the kiss or after the kiss? They're having a conversation. He's like, well, when can I see you again? And she's like, maybe in 10 years. And then he barters. And he's like, five. She's like, seven. He's like, six. Deal. And I'm like, wait a second. And I start doing the math. I'm like, he's 11 plus 17. He's still underage. <laughs> you show him, squeezer. Yeah, that's what you should be upset about. Okay. Um, Everyone chill. Everyone just chill the fuck out, for fuck's sake. God damn it. Oh, my God. Fur is an awesome bad guy in it, of course. Kiss him on the lips. Come on. Come on. Ah, I guarantee you that was his call in the second take. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, and he, I forgot he was the little kid in uh, Family Ties. There you go. Shall we move on? My final pick, my final movie from 1994. I saw with my buddy Matt in theaters with his mom. AMC Terminator again. Here it is, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Film critics across the country agree: for the best summer entertainment, there is only one motion picture. Time Magazine says the Flintstones is fun. It's a rock-solid winner. And Sneak Previews raves it's funny and inventive with lots of surprises and dazzling special effects. 
The Flintstones, rated PG. Yabba dabba do it this Friday. So this was came out while I was still in sixth grade. My friend Matt down the street. We were still like, you know, it was still like we we were dickhead kids, but we weren't. We were still like you know young. And this, and to my in my opinion, this was the biggest release uh, in 1994 to us as kids. <laughs> like Clerks, you know, is a movie that's seminal in my life. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, so many movies came out this year. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, the fucking um, Schindler's List. So many movies came out this in 1994 that are just so important to me now. But when I was a kid in 1994, the biggest movie of that year was the Flintstones movie. I just remember going to... Uh, to, to, to you, though. It did pretty good. I mean, Lion King was in 94, though. You know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I did not give a shit about lions. But you you don't give a shit about little singing lions, right? My mom did. We went to the beach that year after we saw Forrest Gump, and the whole way down, she only listened to the Lion King soundtrack. Oh God! I know. Well, oh good. So you do know what it's like to be me. Kill myself. Um, made three hundred forty-one million against forty-six million in the, the box office. So this was a fucking hit. And it's a dark, and it was a good story. Like I still like could watch this movie. Like John Goodman's great, and fucking, it, it's two of my favorite actors in the entire planet. Yeah, Rick Moranis and John Goodman. Like, right? Like, can you get better than that? No, no, that's no, pretty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, John Goodman's my favorite. Yeah, and Rick Moranis is definitely. So, like, they had the aptitude test, the swap test, because Barney feels bad for Fred. Fred gets the job, has to fire Barney, ensues, finds out that Cliff is being a uh, Cliff is being a dickhead, stealing money, and he's blaming Fred for all of it. And uh, the dick to bird <laughs> is uh, what 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 seals the the fate. But all the tie-ins, the McDonald's especially, were so mm-hmm. big. I remember going to McDonald's and getting Happy Meals, and they had these like little the houses, the the toys. And we went to Matt's sister's softball game, and we were just fucking around and eating at the fucking snack bar, just playing in the field over there with the. But, goddamn, did I have fun with this movie this year? I like I I talk. How many times have I brought this up on in the podcast? Oh, it's yeah, it's pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. Rock Donald. Just because it did, it crossed over so many different. Uh... Right, I had the single for B-52s, BC-52s, the Flintstone song, the single. It was on a cassette. Um, Everything about it, I just, I fucking loved, and I thought it was so cool. And uh, it it did really good, like I said, in the box office. Uh, Memorial Day weekend is when it came out. Um, Yeah, and, and it just... Made a lot of money, and I only got one sequel. I don't know why it didn't it didn't dig off more. Uh, Cisco never uh, gave it two did, thumbs Did the down. sequel suck? The sequel kind of sucked, but it didn't come out till two thousand, six years later. The Viva Rock, uh, Re- Viva, Rock Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah. Um, and it didn't have it had no none of the original cast returning. Yeah. It was a prequel too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know why, like, 
like this movie had everybody in it. John Goodman, Rick Moranis, Elizabeth Perkins, Rosie O'Donnell, Kyle McLaughlin, Holly Berry, Liz Taylor, for fuck's sake. Her last movie, I think, before she died, too. Um, Jay Leno, Hannah, William Hanna, Joseph Barbera, um, Harvey Corman did the voice of the Dicty Bird. The Dicta Bird, he was the voice of the Great Kazoo in the original series. Such a great movie. This was directed by Brian Levant, who uh, didn't really like blow the world away. He did Problem Child 2, which you love. He did mm-hmm. Beethoven. <laughs> then he did The Flintstones. Then he did Jingle All the Way. Then he did the Leave It to Beaver movie. Then he got to do Leave It. There was a Leave It to Beaver movie? Oh, yeah. That might have been the problem right there. I don't even remember that. So. Then he did Viva Rock Vegas. Then he did Snow Dogs. Uh-huh. Then Are We There Yet? <laughs> oh, oh. Then he, then he did that okay. Christmas Story 2 sequel in 2012. And apparently he's attached to the Police Academy remake. Oh, well, yeah. go for you, sir. That's been in developmental hell forever. But he was started. Well, how much does it take to develop a police academy movie? I know. Get Is it, it. They just can't find enough cocaine anymore. Is that the problem? <laughs> Must be. He started off his career doing Happy Days. He was a supervising producer and writer. Um, then he did the Jeffersons, uh, Mork and Mindy. He uh, did the Leave It to Beaver remake in '83. The new Leave It to Beaver, also known as Still the Beaver. It had four seasons. Jesus Christ. I don't remember this at all. I had no idea. He did the... um, He was a Charles in Charge director, married with children director. Uh, So he's done some shit, but... um, yeah. Biggest movie, I guess, would be The Flintstones and Beethoven. And that's it. That's Those are my picks, Squeezer. Hmm. Good picks. Good picks. Very good. Let's round out with Squeezer's last pick. Behind every great team stands a great coach. You gotta push yourselves. In front of every great coach stands a golden opportunity. Now, the only thing standing between this team and immortality is themselves. Emilio Estevez. This isn't a hockey game, it's a circus. D2, the Mighty Ducks are back. Rated PG. Starts Friday, March 25th at a theater. At a theater near you. Enchantress said this was the first movie she saw in theaters after moving back to the States from Italy. Ah, she didn't even see the first one, but this one. Ah, well, it, it's a good one because then when you move back and you're like, "Woo, rah rah, America!" Because you know. Oh yeah, they they took the Team Russians USA. on, USA. Right? Yeah. Um. Was it the Russians? Uh, uh, no, it was. They changed it. They made it Iceland because they didn't want to be too, you know, yes. conflictatory. I guess. I no, conflictatory is exactly um, what I was thinking. Really? No. Oh, okay, I just made that water up. But 
Yeah, so it leaves off like maybe a year or two removed from the previous one after they won the state finals. And uh, Emilio Estevez finally got his shit together. Now he's like, you know what? I'm going to move on. I'm going to give it another crack at the pros. And he does, and some dick from Iceland like hacks his leg and ruins his career. So he goes back to uh, hop along and, you know, goes back to the Twin Cities and they bring him back to. Hey, coach, we need a team for uh, Team USA in the junior uh, uh, Goodwill Games. And uh, so they basically recruit the same old Mighty Ducks. They get rid of some of the kids from the previous movie that, you know, either probably weren't acting again, wanted more money. Um, Probably those two reasons. Um, Probably more money first. Um, And then they brought in new ones because you need to add in your shtick characters now you bring in the cowboy and you bring in the figure skater and you bring in the um uh, girl and uh yeah and hilarity ensues but you know they're they're the thing is they're they're too good for their own good you know so they're uh they they, they're too cocky and they don't they kind of they lost their way you know and coach bombay he loses his way and he he gets swept up in the celebrity and he's doing commercials, and they're not practicing. And they get and they get their ass kicked by uh, Team Iceland, coached by the guy who ruined his career. Because you know they're just straight up bad guys. You know why? Why can't you just have straight up competition? Now you have to have the bad guy. Which, by the way, that Karsten Norgard guy who plays the wolf, um, he. Uh, so I'm watching it. And he's 31 at the time that this was filmed. Hmm. I'm 38. Mm-hmm. Seven years older than this gentleman at the time. And he looks like a man. Like a grown man. Like I, I, when Wait, I was what? surprised. Because when he is like, a man. He is a man. But like I'm not. <laughs> well, by age. Because I, I, saw, I saw like when. <laughs> like I. I saw, like, his date of birth. I'm like, oh, he's 20 years older than me. That puts him all right, so he's 58 now. But, no, he had to have been, like, 50-something or 40 then because he's, like, big, strapping. No, no. Some of us are just different. And uh, I'm always going to be this little thing. You're a sweetheart and, he's a, and a handsome That's boy. fine. I can be sweet. And, yeah, he's a big, evil hockey villain. I'm fine with that, too. Um... They, you know, they lose their way. But then, you know, they, they take to the streets and they learn some street puck, mm-hmm. you know. They have to uh, have the, the urban children teach them to find their heart. Uh, and they uh, they bring on a, a new goalie and a young, um, what is it, uh, Keenan Thompson. Who would go on to be the longest-running cast member ever on SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny as hell. And uh, he's got the knuckle puck, which, again, every kid ended up doing in the yes, back alley. knuckle puck. Uh, where you could... Oh, yeah. Oh, and, of course, I had one of those one of those skate pucks, which did not work on your traditional, like, asphalt alley. Like, you needed a nice, smooth surface for that thing to work. Like a basketball court. Like, where it's, like, kind of semi like glazed over and painted right you know just on a gravel driveway it doesn't you know it, it's total garbage um and then you know they they 
are still losing in the finals. And what do you do? If you're down and out and you need some motivation, what do you do? You forsake your country. You tear off that American flag, slap a duck on your shirt for merchandising purposes, Mm -hmm. and you march your ass out there and you beat that team. And they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. As the the USA Ducks. Because why? Because Disney had a shit ton of merchandise to push, and they did it gloriously. Uh, This was, I think it's some of the best merchandise attire to go with a movie ever. Yeah, because it was what the kids, it was what the team was wearing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was the perfect crossover. Yeah, and I had all of it. Yeah, I had started all so of it. you weren't buying like team gear, even though you were. You were buying fucking D two gear. Yeah, yeah, and it was a very there was no gray area. It was and then or, the it was cartoon all came area. out in like a two years or a year from that on Disney Afternoon, all wearing the same stuff. Yep. Um. Yeah, and I. That too, uh, it it was glorious. Um, I, I can only imagine now, like if, if someone I'm I'm waiting for someone on Fox News to watch this and lose their shit over it. How it's how un-American they are because mm-hmm. they they forsaken Team USA and became the Ducks again. How dare they? Oh, they they would lose their shit over it. But nothing, nothing. Listen to me. Nothing is more American than merchandising. 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 Mighty Ducks the Flamethrower. <laughs> if they had it, I would have bought it. Really? Um, yeah, I, I I, absolutely love this movie. I didn't know, and this is this was news to me. I love D2. I love the first one. The third one was whatever. I was old enough. I was kind of past it. And also the story was kind of as well. But I didn't know. I was wrong. I thought these movies were great. And I go back to these critics. And apparently, these movies suck. Even the first one. Sure. What the fuck is wrong? This whole thing has just got me so wound up with, what the hell is wrong with people? How miserable is your existence? Does every movie have to have someone with a foreign accent playing an instrument Wearing a long, flowy dress 250 to 300 years ago. Yes. That's the only time, only way you can make a movie that's good. Fuck the critics. If, God forbid you make a movie that's fun and lighthearted. Squeezer is on his soapbox, everybody. Oh, I am. And I, I should get down because there's a big storm. And it's not safe because there's lightning. I'd like to give a shout out to Closed Caption 765 for watching and listening on YouTube. He said, commented, Matt Damon and friends, what more could we ask for, guys? Not more. He also said, hey, RK, this was the fastest way for me to get this to you, but here's a Ghostbusters theme Halloween light show, which I have to watch. Closed Caption 765, email me, RK, at radiers.com. That is a good way to get me things. Let me see what this, this is. Oh, Cole's thing. God damn it. Two, one, and skip ads. Whoa. Okay, this is pretty cool. It's like one of those, like, 
light projections on the houses. Ooh. Am I going to be scared? Wow, it's Thanks really for watching. Cool. Thanks for listening, Brian. I'm glad we could help. Thanks for everybody for listening, man. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being with us. This is cool. Check out Ghostbusters Halloween Projection Show 2021 from Fitz Studios. This thing is, this is rad. I gotta watch this whole thing then. Alright, that's it, Squeeze. We're done. We finished another September show talking about 1994. We got one more, right? No, two more. Two more? Oh, shit. Sweet. Yeah, two more two more weeks in September before we oh, start Oh, it's only home. the ninth. Yeah. Wow, I, I felt like, I don't know, summer just went so fast, and all of a sudden September came, and it's like, Wake, squeeze her up when September comes. I think I sent you what we our order, but we were bitching about things the other night. And real living. Yeah, I got it. Uh, where is it? Glory Here years. it is. Nope, that's not it. That's nope, not that's it. not it. That's not it. That's not it. Scrolling through text with the rad years. I think we're gonna run out of music before I find out. I think it's junk food okay. and video games. I know junk food's one of them. And, uh, junk okay. food is next week, and no, to uh, no, we got three more. We got three more squeezer. Oh shit! It toys, junk food, video, and video games. Video games is next week, 1994. Okay. Junk food is the following week, 1994. Toys is the following week, closing out September, taking us into Halloween, everybody. In a fun. Man, how are we gonna talk about these topics? <laughs> I think we'll figure it out. You said video games, right? Yeah. Ooh, this is gonna be a good one. Join us next week as we talk video games from 1994. Get ready for Halloween 2021. It's gonna be a fun year. Make sure to subscribe and hit the bell for notifications on our YouTube channel. Ding. Comment on the things like our buddy closed captioning that helps us get into the algorithm oh yeah the goddamn algorithm ha 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 uh and we'll be back next week with more radio's podcast i'm rk i'm squeezer see you everybody